Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Well, welcome back to Notes from the North, your go-to Minnesota Vikings podcast. Uh, before we get started, we want to offer our thanks to Purple Pain Forums for allowing us to post our podcast there. So if you're looking for an online forum for passionate Vikings fans, feel free to check out purplepainforums.com. Uh, we also want to give a shout out to Purple PTSD for giving us a chance to post our pod there as well. So be sure to check out purpleptsd.com as well. Well, welcome back. We've got uh, a repeat guest here. Josh Fry is back. Last time, oh, yeah. we, we, uh, we had him come on last time and do a full mock draft of the first 14 picks until the Vikings came. And uh, we were just talking about a little bit. Uh, people can go back, listen, figure out uh, how he did. Uh, but tonight we're not going to put as much pressure on on Josh, but we are going to talk a little bit about this upcoming draft, which when people are listening to this, it's going to be hopefully pretty soon or maybe even started uh, by the time that uh, that people get, people listen to this. Yeah, yeah. this is uh, definitely glad I'm not going to be thrown through a loop this time like last time, but uh, <laughs> let's get into this. I'm ready to talk some draft, baby. Let's, cool. let's do it. Let's yep. do it. Well, Let's start off with Minnesota's quarterback one and the draft. So whether you believe it's right or wrong, the Vikings did bring back Cousins. Uh, so now the focus is going to be on how we how the team best supports them. Uh, so in your mind, what do the Vikings need to accomplish in the draft to help set up Cousins for success? Well, first things first, I think you need to add another defensive piece, whether that's defensive line, uh, cornerback. I think those are the first two uh, targets in the first round, especially. And then day two, I think you've got three solid wide receivers. You got Jefferson, you got Thielen, as long as he stays healthy. And then Mm -hmm. hopefully KJ Osborne can build off of his breakout season from last year. But Mm -hmm. I still think you need a prototypical slot guy. Uh, that can just be a burner out there and go make some big plays. And I think Cousins, he's got the arm strength. He can go make those plays for you. He can make those throws. I just think you need another guy that's able to be a weapon that can accomplish that for you. So I think those are the first two top goals, uh, especially in the first two days of this draft. Fair enough. Yeah, and like we, like Sam and I and, and Josh, I'm sure you've talked about this, and, you know, where football's so interconnected. And so like by strengthening the defense you make Kirk Cousins' life easier you know if, if he goes three and out and then his defense goes on the field and gets stuck on the field for eight minutes because they you know just aren't able to get that ball back right like that does Kirk Cousins no favors at all and so by actually having a legit strong defense that can get the ball back efficiently get its own offense back in the field that does help in kind of an indirect way I thought for sure though you're going to say when you get to day two I thought for sure you're going to say something for the O-line. Is, is there any, any merit to picking somebody up for the offensive line for Mr. Cousins? Obviously, I mean, you got to address the center position at some point. I mm-hmm. kind of felt like they would have done a little bit more of that through free agency at this point, but that hasn't happened. Maybe they're ready to ride with Garrett Bradbury one more time. I know a lot mm-hmm. of fans probably don't want to hear that, but it seems mm-hmm. like Kevin O'Connell especially seems like he has some faith in him still. Um, and I mean, if you want to go get like an Alec Lindstrom round three, round four, even trade into that round, um, I'm all for it, but 
I, I'm not really certain there's a path to really strengthen that so much in this, in this draft, the way it's sitting right now, especially Linderbaum, you're probably not going to get him. He's probably going to fall. You're probably not going to get him at 12. He's probably going to be gone by the end of the first round. So I don't know if there's really a path there. Um, but yeah, I, I would have thought they'd do it by now, but maybe they're just ready to ride with what they've got and hope for the best. <laughs> sure. Sure. Sam, the one question I have there, Cousins, beforehand, back to you, is um, is there an offensive – I mean, because everyone is leaning right now is defense, edge rusher, corner, uh, maybe even Kyle Hamilton if he slides safety at 12. Is there an offensive player who's just too good to pass up? You know, maybe one of those offensive linemen, if he happens to slide down the board and he's there at 12, you say forget position of need. This guy is so special. We're, we're going to choose him. Do you, do you have someone that like you're really high on offensively? Um, honestly, I know there's been a lot of hype around this wide receiver class. I know mm-hmm. even our, our guy, Dustin Baker, he predicted that the Vikings were going to take him at 12. Um, and I, I don't know if there's really a guy in this, especially Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. I don't see the need to get one of those guys right away in the first round. I think, you need to go get one of those defensive pieces right away. And then there's plenty of depth in this, in this class uh, that you can go get another guy in day two. I don't see it as a pressing need right now. So I wouldn't go get one of those guys day one. Sure. Sure. All right, Sam, what do you got? That's really fair. That, I think that makes sense. Well, let's uh, let's skip on to the next section here. So know that you've been doing some, some prep for this draft and based on what you're seeing and reading, what, would you say the chances are maybe give a percentage chance of the Vikings making a trade in the opening round, just a trade where we'll talk about up or down, but, but percentage that they percent chance they make a trade. Um, right now, I, I feel like it's kind of 50, 50 right now because I feel like there's some teams, especially in those top 11 that feel like Derek Stingley, is worth taking that worth mm-hmm. taking at that pick, but mm-hmm. there's probably just as many teams that aren't as high on him. And I think if he's there at 12, the Vikings take him. If not, they're probably going to look to trade back. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, right? Like in his recent press conference, Crazy Adolfo Mensa was, you know, he was, you know, he made a comment that of course got a lot of love on Vikings Twitter about, you know, you could trade a thousand seventh round picks and it wouldn't equal first overall pick. Right. And, and, and then he was talking about how it's, you know, the need for elite talent, right? Like not just talent, but like elite, true top tier number, like Justin Jefferson, an elite talent. Like you need players who are, you know, just at the very, very top of their position. And so I would have been closer to 50 50, like you're saying, Josh, before the press conference with Adolfo Mensa. But then, man, I don't know now. So I, I'm, I'm, Saying to myself, like 25, 75. Um, and then maybe I'll put it to you this way here too. Uh, Chad Graff from The Athletic today published a piece where he said something, you know, what we're hearing about the Vikings on the eve of the draft. And he was mentioning Trayvon Walker and Sauce Gardner as two players, or if they start to slide, Minnesota would be interested in trading up. Um, do you see it as at all plausible that? those two are going to get past the top five or is it basically? I, yeah. What do you think? I feel like with all the hype with Trayvon Walker, I don't think there's any shot that he falls that far. And honestly, 
I talked to Dustin about this uh, last week. Um, I honestly don't think that if Trayvon Walker is falling, he's worth going to get. I don't mm-hmm. think that he's worth the assets that you'd have to get. You'd have to give up to move up in that draft. And like I, I, uh, I, com- I compared him to basically a little bit more athletic version of David Ajabo, especially if mm-hmm. Ajabo didn't get hurt at his pro day. And I, I don't, like I said, I don't really see the, the upside to going and trading up for that type of guy right now. He's not super polished. He gets off on his athleticism, but that's about it right now. Okay. And then what about sauce Gardner? If there's some crazy miracle where he starts, you know, getting past five, maybe even past six. And then if you're the Minnesota Vikings GM, are you saying to yourself, okay, it's time. We need to pick up the phone. That's tough because like you're saying, he's definitely, he's definitely that top tier talent in this class. Like if there's any Mm -hmm. one guy that feels like a sure thing right now, it's, it's him. So honestly, if he gets past number seven, that second giants pick, I'm picking mm-hmm. up the phone and trying to find as many trades as I possibly can. Like sure. if it ha- means going to get him at eight trade up with mm-hmm. the Falcons, I'm doing it. I'm doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there'd be any way he'd clear. I think Seattle's at nine. I don't think there's any way he'd clear Seattle. I don't think so either. So, yeah. so if he does slide, it feels like you'd have to like the seven spot with the giants or the eight spot. Otherwise I think you're, you're out of luck. I, I just don't think you're going to get him. So then if you, would you have a sense trading up, trading down? Uh, which which way are you leaning? I think the way things have fallen, uh, at least like 24 hours before the draft, <laughs> um, yeah. I think yeah. it, there's probably a better chance that they trade down than up just because, like I said, there's not a ton of top talent in this draft. Like Sauce is one of those few examples of that, but there's definitely a ton of depth. And if you can tra- slide back down in the middle of that first round, maybe mm-hmm. even pick up another second rounder, I think mm-hmm. you do that 10 times out of 10. Sure. Sure. Sam, do you have a, a sense like of, of what the Vikings are going to do? Do you have a best guess? Uh, maybe. I don't know if I have a best guess. I, I was just looking up a, a tweet that I actually sent to Kyle earlier where uh, Adam Scheffner reported earlier this week that more teams are interested in trading down than trading up. Uh, and so I'm curious, like, it seems like that like, it's what I'm hearing from both, both you guys. Like that's the hope. And that seems to be, what the consensus idea is for many fans. And it seems like if that's so desirable, is it really going to be an option or is it going to be on the table? Uh, and so I don't know. I'm, I'm, am really curious about what they're going to, what they're going to do. And if it's actually true that there's, Hey, you know, there's these teams that after the first seven, eight picks, maybe 10 picks that, that teams are actually looking to move down. Cause they don't see a whole lot of difference between the players at 11 to 20. Um, mm-hmm. So I, it'd be mm-hmm. interesting to see if the Vikings are able to trade down and if they are, what value they would get for right. that, for that pick. You know, uh, the bears went from 20 to 11, if I'm not mistaken last year, and they included the future first future first. And then more, they had next, they had a later round pick. And then a, I think it's a fourth this year. Um, so it's, I've been thinking about that in relation to Steelers who are at 20, you know, 20 to 12, 20 to 11. So it's kind of similar-ish. And um, if you could bamboozle a team into giving you a first, that's pretty special. That is, yeah. I The only pushback I'd have on that is I don't think there's a Justin Fields in this uh, draft class of quarterbacks either. So right. I feel like right. that'd be a little bit tougher to do. 
Right. But yeah, who knows? That's fair. Maybe yeah. the maybe the Steelers, if Kenny Pickett starts falling, Malik Willis starts falling, maybe they're high on one of those guys and they want to go get yeah. him. That's the thing. If a team loves a quarterback, then we've seen them trade a lot, right? More more than just like, uh, you know, here's my first pick and a third, kind of a lot like a first, their first for this year, and then a future first, and then a lot of times more. So we'll see. If, if a team like the Saints or the Steelers are in love with someone, maybe, maybe they do it. And I think in that case, the Vikings kind of have to go for it, I, I would say, unless yeah. they're about 99 plus percent certain that the guy they have there, like maybe it's Stingley Jr., maybe it's someone else. Who knows? But put me down for 25-75 is my guess on a trade down. Josh, are you sticking with 50-50? I'm going to stick with 50-50, yeah. Sam, you want to end this action? We'll split the difference. Was it 33 37. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 37, 37 and a half. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that I feel like they're going to stay. I don't think that they're going to, I don't think that the options are going to be there are good enough options going to be there to actually trade down. So I, uh, sure. I, I feel like they're probably going to end up picking someone at 12. Um, All right. All right. Okay. Well, we are, I know, Josh, we said last time we threw you on the 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 burner for making a whole all the four, 14 picks uh, last year, which actually ended up being interesting because the Vikings did trade down from 14 to 23. Is it 23 or 22? It's 23, 23 I believe. Yeah. Yeah. 23. Yeah. So so we're not making you do that. But uh, and I don't know if Kyle's prepared you for this or not, but there's there's five no, questions. I didn't. Man, yeah. wow. <laughs> no, I just kind of said we'll talk about the drafts. Josh, yeah. Josh isn't gonna come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is probably it. Um, so, well, well, then we're going to add questions. Um, no, we have five questions here. They're predictions. And all we're going to ask for, uh, some of them are yes, no. Some of them are give us a number. And so. Okay. You ready? Let's do it. Yeah. As ready as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So first question, how many quarterbacks go in round one? Ooh, I've thought about this one a lot and I think it's going to end up being two. It's going to be a low number. Okay. And you want to, you want to get bonus points and throw the two names. I I feel like it's going to be, I'll do, I'll do you one better. I'll give you the teams too. It's going to be Malik Willis at six to the Panthers. And it's going to be Kenny Pickett at 20 to the Steelers. Beautiful. I love it. Wow. I love it. (laughs) Fortune favors the bold. Josh is going for it. (laughs) Okay, this I think this one's gonna be a little harder. How many wide receivers go in round one? Ooh. Um now I gotta think of all the names again. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go five. I'm gonna go five receivers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was pretty sure that there's at least four. Um, and so you're going five. I'm trying to remember. I, obviously, like by the time you get down to last half of the the draft or even those last few picks it's it's hard to hard to tell but you got you're you're right. throwing your you're uh throwing five out there yeah well i think at least three will go in the top 15 and then you look at green bay they've got two picks yep. they need a receiver yep. they're probably going to take one too so that's four right there you just need another team that wants to take a chance on one of these athletic guys so kansas city i'm looking exactly. at kansas city in yeah. one of those spots yeah 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 no, it makes sense so I think that's, that's where I, I, when I looked at the 20s, I was thinking Kansas City and Green Bay, and then I'd even consider Dallas. I wouldn't be shocked if Dallas wanted to make a move for a receiver. I was, I was thinking O-line for them too, but anyhow, I, I think five is a pretty 
good number. And I wouldn't be shocked if it was six. Wouldn't be shocked if it was higher than five. Wow. Okay. Okay. This is uh, this is a number. This is a yes or no. Will a running back be chosen in the first round? So I've also thought about this one. And I think if there is going to be a running back in the first round, I predicted last year that the Bills were going to do it. Obviously, mm-hmm. they didn't end up doing it. But Brees Hall is an incredible athlete out of the backfield. And I feel like if Najee Harris and Travis Etienne were good enough athletes to go in the first round last year, I think Buffalo will pull the trigger this year and go get Brees Hall at 25. So, all right. Okay. Any chances more than one, or is that like, I think one is probably it. Yeah. 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 One this year. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. This is, I guess this is a yes or no question, but I know you might want to expand on it and certainly have the space to do that. Uh, Is Kyle Hamilton a top 10 pick? I think he should be. I think he should be. Um, I think he's got all the skill set to be picked that high. I know some of his testing didn't really pan out as well as he probably hoped. Um, but given his size, his athletic ability on the field, like you watch his tape, he mm-hmm. do- he doesn't lose ground on receivers in any of the plays. And he, he always gives 100% of his effort. Like he's got all the abilities. He's got the ball skills. He's going to be a great safety. I think he should be a top 10 pick. Some teams might be scared off of him just because of the testing, but I think mm-hmm. he will end up going in the top 10. Do you think with the speed stuff, is it mostly a concern about getting beat over the top and less Probably. a concern of, yeah, right. Cause I'm thinking yeah. it seems that if you have him in the box or even if you have him in the deep position and he has to kind of read and react and come up and run support, there don't seem uh, you're going to know more about this than I do, but there don't seem to be too many concerns in that regard. Is that there right? Shouldn't be. Yeah. No. Yeah. So it's really, it's really just getting scorched deep. Right. Yeah. yeah and then, enough. yeah, some teams might not value that box safety as highly as others. So who knows? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So is that then if he falls out of the top 10, is that something that like, is that a player that excites you if he falls to the Vikings at 12? I think, yeah, if he does follow the Vikings at 12, why not take a shot? Like, he's got the potential to be that generational talent at safety. Like, so we've seen it with Harrison Smith. Like, he's not exactly a burner in, in the secondary either, and he's had a great career in Minnesota. So, yeah, why not take a shot on him as a future replacement for him? Yeah. 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 And hopefully to play with him for a couple of years too, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two Notre Dame guys. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, final question here. This one for all the marvels. This is this is, I think this is the one that people actually really care about. Who yeah, right. Will the Vikings take first round tomorrow night? I don't know what time it's going to be. 9.30, 9.40? Yeah, knowing the draft, it'll probably be around then. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm I'm still feeling optimistic. Uh, this might be dumb, but I'm I'm feeling that they're going to take Derek Stingley. I think that he's going to end up following them at twelve. There's a few needs in that top ten, especially offensive tackle that I think is going to be too enticing for some of these teams to pass up. And I think they're going to get their guy at 12. Sure. So then if they, but let's say that doesn't happen. Let's say we're we're playing on Stingley at 12. Damn it. He goes 11th. So then uh, what then would you think if they're trading down, say by five, six, seven picks, are there players kind of within that range who you think makes sense to target? 
I think either one of Trent McDuffie or even Kyrie Elam out of Florida, I think both mm-hmm. of those guys fit a very similar skill set uh, to each other. And obviously McDuffie is going to have some questions with his size. Elam's going to have the same things, but they're both athletic freaks. They play their hearts out every single down. Uh, they're bulldogs in terms of their hard hitting ability uh, mm-hmm. at corner. So I think either one of those guys is really worth getting because even if they don't turn out to be great outside corners, they can be terrific nickelbacks. Sure. Interesting. So then um, in the past, Sam, I think I said sauce garden was my, my suggestion, which, you know, the more that goes, the more foolish that looks because it just doesn't look like he's going to make it out of the top three or even here the top five kind of thing. Well, you want to know my take on that? I think Vikings well, fans started hyping him up a little too much. <laughs> you didn't keep well, him under so. wraps. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I'm going to so, Kyle. Are you switching to Hutchinson now? Is that what you're, you're saying? Hutchinson? <laughs> I was just saying, I don't know. We're just, we're just taking, taking the best players at, at uh, a 12. Oh, no. I mean, I, um, uh, Dustin did a thing for VT a few days ago where he got people to chime in. I'm sure you could hear, or did you get in on that, Josh? Yeah. Yeah. I had Stingley. Who, down did did that. you choose Stingley in that one? Yeah. I said his, his was a predictive mock, not necessarily who you really want or cheering for. And if, if I'm making my best guess, I'm saying Trent McDuffie is probably my best guess as of this moment, because I think Stingley's going top 10. So that's, yeah. that's, that's my guess. Right. And I, at the end of the day, there might be a couple rumblings about trading up, but I really would be surprised if the Vikings did that. Um, I would, yeah, I'd find that surprising. And so Trent McDuffie seems to me to be the most likely outcome, but I'd be thrilled to be wrong. And, um, if, if they get either Stingley or Sauce, I'd be thrilled. I'd just be so thrilled. So they it just it's a premium position. It's great value at 12, such a high ceiling, it, great position in need for us as well. So it's like, so I'll, I'll say uh, Sauce or McDuffie. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what, Josh, I had a question before we wrap up, because I know you talked about some of those, uh, I don't know if it's fair to call them second tier corners that the Vikings could take, but, but, there mm-hmm. is certainly seems to be a little bit of a hierarchy here. And uh, Kyle and I actually very successfully did a mock draft last week. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where yeah, I we, screwed that up. We made some mistakes. Um, yeah, it was bad. But we, we picked Andrew Booth Jr. And so yeah, I heard you hear, like I heard you mention those other two corners and was just wondering if you see his name being on par with them or where, where you're at with, with, with someone like him. I feel like we're, a lot of fans, at least from my perspective, seem to want a corner or that seems to be a real position of need. Yeah. Um, as far as Booth, I feel like it's definite. I feel like it's McDuffie, Elam, and then I'd put Booth like just a hair below those two guys um, just because he doesn't play well in press coverage. He never has. Um, and the other two guys, they've had great success playing in press. And I think you're going to need a guy that can do that at the NFL level. So mm-hmm. those would definitely be my two preferences over Booth. But, I mean, like those top five guys, you can't really go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Enough. Okay. Well, just another uh, another mistake we made last week. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. No, yeah. that's good. That's good. Well, this is great. I uh, We are recording this Wednesday night. So by this point, uh, it's, it's about 8.30. So what, one or two picks will be made by by this point, uh, this time tomorrow night? Is it 8? Hopefully 8 at least, yeah. 
Say it again, Sam. What are you saying? Is it 8 p.m.? Well, it's it's 8.25 our time. I think it's 7.25 for Josh. Sorry, but I mean in terms of when the draft starts. Yeah, I think uh, it is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, lots to look forward to. Um, before we wrap up, Josh, any wild predictions you want to throw out there just to to call it before you start? Or if, if not... Um, Maybe any plugs you have uh, for where people can find some of your stuff? Um, well, you want a wild prediction. Let's let's go with this one. Uh, I'm going to say that Leo Chanel out of Wisconsin uh, gets picked before N'Kobe Dean at linebacker. All right. Okay. That, that, is, that is an unpopular opinion. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, right. And I'll then be, be as, far, as far as some plugs, uh, I guess Purple PTSD. Um vikings territory the two usual spots um mm-hmm. and then i occasionally do some stuff on my youtube channel takes from the couch um haven't mm-hmm. done some things over there for in a while but hoping to eventually get back into that <laughs> um and yeah let's just have a great weekend watch some draft baby yeah. beautiful thank you josh we yeah appreciate it man it's been fun guys yeah thanks josh